everybody, my name is Vera V and welcome to the 11th episode of my podcast, Stories by Vera V. This podcast episode in particular, it's your sign. Doesn't really matter how you came across it. Perhaps it was sent to you by a caring friend that wanted you to hear this. Or perhaps it was recommended to you by some sort of algorithm, like a suggested YouTube video or a suggested podcast episode to listen to. But since you're here, I have a message for you. Don't quit. Stick with it. I know you may be feeling tired right now, or perhaps results aren't showing themselves too quickly. Don't quit. Work through it anyway. Do it anyway. You've planted the seeds. Now let them prosper. Give them time. Give them energy. It's when things seem hardest that you must not quit. Let's talk about it. Interesting stories by interesting people. Stories by Vera V. So that was a very mysterious intro <laughs> in a very sulky, sultry voice. Bark. Thing is, I have a very sore throat right now. And I don't know why. I usually, I don't get sick very often. But I'm doing this on a Wednesday night. It's 9 something p.m. This episode goes out on a Thursday morning. So <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. Let's just hope that I have enough voice to last me 30 or so minutes. And if not, well, I'll sacrifice it for you. I'll do just that because the message that I want to share today is incredibly important. So anyway, let's just pretend like this is a special ASMR episode. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So lately I've been thinking about sticking things out and just sticking with things because I have a tendency to, I want to quit pretty much everything I start. And when I say that, I really mean it. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, perhaps my at is at very nothing. Um, you may notice that I, I tend to be a very committed person. That's how I come across. And I am. I have discipline. I have motivation. Um, and I am committed to what I do. You know, I, I'm not flaky with it. I'm consistent. But that doesn't mean that I don't have the desire to quit literally everything I start. Trust me. I do. I try to be as open about it as I can. Like this podcast. <laughs> you know how many times I've been wanting to quit it, especially in the beginning? Yeah, let's not talk about it. But we're still here. We're in episode 11. And on that note, um, before we get into the episode itself, before we dive into the content like the best Olympic diver in the world, I just want to remind you that wherever you're listening, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you enjoy my podcast, or if you don't, please give it a rating. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, at this moment on Spotify, I have 36 ratings, I believe, and that is wild. That is crazy. I can't believe 36 people rated me, rated my work, you know, and it's at 4.9 right now, which is great. I just want to hear your thoughts, basically. So please, as you're listening to this, go and give it a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, just just to let me know. I don't know. I think it's it's a fun little thing we have. It's a little bonding moment, a little bonding experience. <laughs> Guys, it's late at night. I'm a little bit wild right now, <laughs> even though I have no voice. How ironic. I'm trying to speak as softly as I can. So anyway, why have I been thinking about sticking with things and not quitting in particular? Well, the thing is right now I'm working on my debut single, my first song that I plan on releasing. And that is so exciting. It is incredible, but at the same time, it's very terrifying, if I must admit. It's going to come out the first half of 2022. I'm aiming before March. Um, I know in the podcast description in the trailer, I've talked how I want to release my first song on March 26, 2022 on my birthday, but I, I want to do it quicker. Um you know, whatever happens, happens. Like it's not solidified or anything, but I'm just sharing this with you because I want you there for the journey. I want you there for the ride. I feel like it would be so cool to watch somebody release their first song in their ambition and in their 
career that they're building for themselves as a singer-songwriter. So that's why I'm taking you on the ride, because I would have loved if somebody did that to me, you know? That's the quote, um, treat people how you want to be treated. <laughs> a little bit deep today, I don't know. This podcast episode definitely seems philosophical, but you came across it for a reason. So anyway, and with that, it's like having a first child. And I, in no way, I'm trying to draw a parallel in detail <laughs> to releasing a first song truly having your first child because i'm 17 years old i have not really thought about children yet um i'm quite young for that i feel like a kid sometimes <laughs> but here we are i feel like releasing your first song is like having your first child you don't really know what you're doing vera v 17 years old has never had kids but that's what i imagine it to be like it's like releasing your first video you don't really know what you're doing you know what i mean and so obviously it's scary and especially for somebody who has the desire to quit everything they start, I'll speak for that person because I am that person. I have the desire to quit things, especially that I'm not 100% yet comfortable with because they're so unexplored. And where I am with my song is that I have it written. I've had it written for a while. I wrote it on um, November 13th, 2021. That's when I finalized it. It was originally written on November 9th, 2021. It's so exciting because it's it's so different than what I've been doing like on social media and whatever um but it's really that foundation of self-discipline self-development and individualism that's allowing me to be where i am right now and allowing me to go where i'm going right now but anyway so i've had that song written and right now i'm working with um actually this is so cute my nephew i don't know if he's listening to this i'm pretty sure he may be i don't know yarek he's 11 years old he plays the guitar and thing is was sticking things out why it's so important for me to hear this and share this message is because as corny and as treasy as that sounds, I don't know what I'm doing. I have a song, right? And I believe in it and I love it, but there's so much more to a song than just the lyrics and the melody. There's the instrumentation behind it. It's like the backing track and who's going to do this and who's going to do that and who's going to do the visuals and whatever. And I have a vision for it, most definitely. I have a vision for everything I ever do, but um, this is a little bit vulnerable and personal, but I don't know anybody in music. I don't know anybody in the business. With this podcast, I've met a lot of interesting individuals as I'm continuing to meet them. Like you can listen to all the guest episodes. First guest episode, quite literally, was a pianist. Um, also, one of the upcoming ones is a pianist as well. Like I know people, but they're all in the UK. They're all in England. <laughs> so it's kind of like... You know what I mean? <laughs> I know people around the world, but I don't know anybody here. And so you may be wondering, okay, but you're into music. How come you don't know anybody into music at your school? Um, well, here's the thing. If this is the first podcast episode of mine you're listening to, you might want to go back a little bit, but I'll, I'll cover it here a little bit. So I am, I'm working on this, but I'm not entirely confident with my singing, especially <laughs> with piano. It's, it's less than that. So my friends, the ones I've always had, all the different types of friends I had, none of them have been into music because in school I wasn't never involved into any sort of band or choir. I mean, I was in middle school, but it wasn't like a serious thing that I did. And also I was pretty shy at the time, so I didn't really meet anybody, you know what I'm saying? And it's just so wild because today I was watching a video and there's this guy talking about how he was doing a comedy criticism skit, whatever. And he was talking about this girl um, that's trying to go into singing. He's like, well, how can you do that when you're not a natural singer? Like, 
I went to school with singers and all they do is sing all the time, blah, 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 blah. And that's, I don't know, I found that to be kind of interesting because for me, I don't do that. And obviously I'm gaining confidence with my singing and I'm gaining confidence with sharing my art and putting it into the world, even sharing it with my family. But the family I grew up in, it's not musical. Yes, my sister plays the guitar, but she's three years younger than me. Yes, my oldest sister played the violin, she quit. It's not a, it was never a musical household, you know what I'm saying? Because in the um, second episode of this podcast, the pianist <laughs> segment, uh, I talked with him and he was like, sorry, this is just, I don't know why it's popping into my head, but I always reference my podcast in all podcast episodes because I think about it quite a bit. He was saying how his mother has been playing this specific piece for him ever since he was in the womb. He grew up with music. It was a musical household and it's so different when it's not. You know, it's like, it was never a thing for my sisters and I to just jam out to music. It was never a thing. It's always been like, yeah, you practice, you know, maybe you do recitals, blah, blah, blah. You're welcome to share it with the family, but it's never been a musical culture that's been supported. And that's, nobody's at fault for that. Who would have known, you know, but it's just how it came to be. And for me, I'm, I'm, I don't respond well to criticism, (laughs) something else I'm working on. Um, and I'm generally, I have a quiet demeanor, especially with people that I don't know. I'm shy. I mean, not, I don't know how to word this. People say I'm shy sometimes. I can be. And especially with like music. So I started working with my nephew. He's 11 years old. He plays the guitar. He's going to do the backing with me for my song because it's for the guitar and for the voice. And if you want to hear a snippet, um, it's going to be in the vlog that's going to come out on my YouTube channel. You're going to find it soon. So if you go on my YouTube channel right now, if it's Thursday, um, December 23rd, you're not going to see it. Uh, but if you look like a week later, it's going to be there. I do a little snippet. I'll do a little teaser of my debut song. So that's cool. But anyway, I'm doing it with him. And um, yesterday we FaceTimed for the first time because obviously we got to figure out how to work together, you know, and I have a vision. So I'm conveying it to him and he's great. He's so cute. I just, I love the way he does things. Anyway. And now he's like, oh, can you sing it for me real quick so I can just, you know, back you up for the first time and just see how it is. And for me, it was such a, like, I don't know, I'm not used to it, but I did it obviously because I have less problem with it now. So I was like, I, um, do you want me to sing for it now? And he's like, yes, sing now. I'm like, um, uh, do you want me to sing the chorus or the verse? <laughs> he's like, just go from the beginning. So the verse, I'm like, okay, I know you come a letter, not quite sure that I will get one back. And then I just started and whatever. So you heard the first however many words, perhaps when my voice is back, more or less, I'll sing you some of it on the podcast. I don't know. I'm feeling quite confident. It's boost. So that's where I've been. Um, and obviously there's so much work that we've got to do with this song in particular. And it's just hard navigating that sort of space when I don't entirely know what I'm doing. And I tend to be nervous about quite a bit of things, <laughs> not actively, but like I don't like spontaneity. It's one thing you should know about me. I work on it, but the spontaneity thing or lack thereof, it ties into perfectionism. I'm a big perfectionist, something else I'm working on. It just, I feel like it's a character trait at this point. And so I think it's important to realize for me, especially that things aren't going to be perfect all the time. Actually, listen to this. One of my followers sent this to me, Ines. Thank you so much. If you're listening, I love you so much. You sent me such wonderful stuff. She sent me this post and it said, 
Overthinking is the biggest waste of human energy. Trust yourself, make a decision, and gain more experience. There's no such thing as perfect. You cannot think your way into perfection. Just take action. This is supposedly from Silver McNutt, Third Eye Thoughts, if you want to look that up. Third Eye Thoughts is an Instagram account. And so that's what it really comes down to is my work, my art, it's not going to be perfect, but that's fine. It's perfectly imperfect, as cheesy as that sounds, but it is what it is, you know? And with not knowing people, I watched a video yesterday by My Life is Ava, Ava Gutowski. I've been watching her for a while, um, but then I just didn't for some time. And I came back to her video yesterday and it was, this is your sign to let them go or something like this. This is your sign to let it go, which this podcast episode is the complete opposite about. So I found that dynamic, dynamic interesting. And she was saying how you attract the energy that you put out. So it's like, I'll give the simplest example. If say I want to explore the romantic side of my life, I want to build romantic relationships, perhaps getting spicy with it. I'm never going to be able to do that unless I put out that sort of entry and energy, (laughs) unless I put out that sort of energy and I put out that sort of interest into the space around me. So the one way I could do that is just start going on dates because chances are I'm going to, there are higher chances that I'm going to meet somebody on a date versus when I stay stuck in my house, if that makes sense. So it's the same thing here. I've never socialized musically before. I've never met musicians because I've never been looking for musicians. And so I'm sure that when I start this thing and I really launch my music career, I think I'm going to meet people because also social media is a wonderful tool. I've always been... I think about a lot of things and I consider a lot of options. And so one of them is college. And it's like the biggest argument um, the people around me had for me going to college as a music major or whatever is networking, which is, I think, I mean, valid, I guess, (laughs) because you definitely bond with somebody more when you do a project versus when you chat on Instagram. But then again, social media, that's the best networking there is. That's the best networking there can be, you know, for those that have social media. So I think when I start doing this, when I put out my first song and I just move into that new area of my life, I'm going to meet people. I'm going to meet musicians. So by the way, if you're listening and by some wild chance you are a musician in Orange County, California, you just hit me up, (laughs) hit up my line. Let's talk. Let's chat. Um, I'd love to meet you. Let's be friends. I don't know if you know of a musician in Orange County, California, even LA. It's fine. I'm getting my license soon. I'm willing to travel. Hit me up. Hit my line. Why not? You've already listened to um, like 14 minutes of this podcast. Take a chance. Take a chance on me. So my Instagram ad is at very nothing. My, um, well, that's pretty much it. Sorry, I can't give you my number yet, but perhaps we'll negotiate in Instagram DMs. <laughs> I'm going I'm to have to see. <laughs> so that brings me to um, this poem I want to read to you. It's called Don't Quit by John Greenleaf Whittier. And it's actually taped to my closet. I know it's weird. My closet is not in my room. It's in my den. It's weird how I have two spaces because I spend most of my time in my room just locked up inside recording podcast episodes at 9, 22 p.m. It's fine. Whatever. So listen to this poem. Really take it in. This is all part of the message. Ready? Don't quit. John Greenleaf Whittier. When things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh, When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is strange with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a failure comes about 
when he might have won, but he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt, and you never can tell just how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. And so if I'm sharing this a little bit more personally, I don't talk about finance a lot on um, my, you know, my work on social media or whatever. I don't share a lot of those things. But uh, let me just say, making music, it's not exactly the cheapest thing. Because if you can't do everything by yourself, and I admit that I can't. Like, obviously, I have some family, some sort of family times now. I have a nephew who plays guitar. I have a sister who plays the guitar, and I play the piano, and I write my own songs, whatever. So that makes it a little bit easier. But then, again, with my song, I'm going to have to hire a producer, I guess that's what they're called, just to mix it. And for the sound that I want, I want it to be simple. Obviously, I'm not going to share too much, because you'll find out when you see it. But I just want you to be here for the journey, and I want to share as much as I can. And so financially, I'm also like, uh, we always want guaranteed things. We always want things guaranteed. And that's fine. That's self-explanatory. And so I always think to, um, I don't know, the most popular pop artists right now. They have that sort of financial freedom. They have quite a bit of financial freedom. And I really don't like talking about this like I'm looking in their pockets. Not at all. I tend to follow etiquette. I like to think I'm a polite person. So obviously that's not the focus. I'm just saying that they have a lot of financial freedom and that they're absolutely free to explore anything they want. They can hire the absolute best people. They can do this and they can do that. And that's not to say that they haven't worked hard for it. I'm sure they have. Because I don't think you get to that level by chance or by luck. You, you put in a certain amount of yourself into your craft. For me, I'm not at that place. Because I'm just starting out. It makes sense. But... I'm sort of, I guess, constricted to, um, especially with this first song, because I don't. I'm telling you right now, I don't know what I'm doing. I have a song, I believe in it. I can perform it wherever I go. I can just do it. But recording is a whole different thing. It's like you're creating art, you know. It's different. And so for me, I feel like I'm constricted into this certain space of doing it a certain way, based on my current freedoms and capabilities. If you know what I'm saying. But I also listened to this one podcast episode from the DIY musician, and I don't know how much I like that podcast, but it was more impactful to me than I could have known, which is the thing with podcasts. Like you, perhaps you may listen to this episode and you may think, okay, I'm lost or like, okay, yeah, I guess that was cool. And you may forget it, but perhaps, just perhaps it may come up a month later and you'll be like, oh, I remember this thing Vera said. <laughs> I just, I don't know why I'm thinking about it, but I am. And so that particular episode on the DIY musician they were talking about how creativity is born out of constriction. I don't know how else to put it, but it, when you're limited, yes, creativity is born out of limit. When you're limited to a certain space, let's just say that, to explore, that's where creativity comes in. And I think, honestly, that is best, especially for me right now, because I think if I had all the freedom in the world, I'm not sure what kind of quality of a song I would be able to produce in recording because then I would just not know what to start with you know but here I'm truly starting with the most simple and basic things just building the foundation really accenting the song itself instead of focusing too much on the backing or the backing track if that makes sense 
so that's that's um it i think on my debut song i'm super excited i'm just i don't know i'm feeling a lot about it and if you want to listen more to me talk about it um you're free to i talk about it some more and i don't know where i'll be a year from now on and that was episode nine of my podcast we're in episode 11 how cool so yeah be sure to listen to that i talk about launching music career some more and obviously there'll be more to come but also regarding sticking with things i want to read you a quote by kobe (laughs) we're so full of quotes today but i've been thinking about those so i want to share them obviously listen kobe bryant that's what he said those times when you get up early and you work hard those times when you stay up late and you work hard those times when you don't feel like working you're too tired you don't want to push yourself but you do it anyway that is actually the dream that's the dream it's not the destination it's the journey that is actually the reminder number 23 of my hashtag powerhouse 31 challenge i included part of that quote that's the dream i just mentioned guaranteed things i just mentioned i've talked about guaranteed success in episode nine and thing is we'll never be able to achieve that so in life there's always some amount of insecurity it's only natural for me i have a lot of insecurity in not a lot but i have some in where i'm going with my music career because i'm just starting it and i've just shared that we have insecurity in relationships we don't exactly know how they're going to turn out especially i feel like we have that if we're planners um if you're a planner call yourself out i'm a planner i like planning things don't like spontaneity i've already mentioned that and so with that comes a sort of insecurity because it's like you don't know where you're going to end up essentially that sounds so silly but you just don't know where you're going to end up and i feel like in our current society we have a mindset some of us not all but from what i've heard it's the i don't know i always think of this book title i've never read the book so don't quote me but i've heard of this book title um the four hour work week and it's basically making your work work for you blah 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 that's more work than self-realization which is what i'm doing But anyway, as a society, I feel like we have a tendency to want to work less for more benefits. And it's only natural because we're trying to maximize stuff, you know, like be as efficient as we can, blah, 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 because we want success guaranteed. I always think back to, I don't know, my friends like back from middle school just being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a surgeon. And when I get enough money, I'm going to retire and I'm going to go and live on the islands and just do nothing for the rest of my life. Okay, cool. (laughs) You want guaranteed success it's fine. It's only so natural. And so I caught myself trying to have that because for me, I really, I really want to listen to myself speak on this a year from now, because I'm just curious to where I was. But for me, I really don't know where this is going to go. I don't know where I'll be a year from now, reference to episode nine. I don't know how, you know, my first song is going to go. Perhaps it's going to, I think about this because there are different scenarios to it. Perhaps, I don't know, like, 50 people listen to it which i don't think is going to be the case but say just 50 people listen to it and it's just like okay um that was kind of below my expectations but also have no expectations and you won't be disappointed or there's a chance and i'm not saying this is the goal or anything but there's a chance that what if it hits a million streams in the first month of release because music like it can do that you know it's it's a song it's easily shareable and whatever and i don't know and so obviously i would want it to because that's guaranteed success but that's not what life is life is full of insecurity and all i can do at this point of time is just embrace it that's the fun of it if i knew that whatever song i was going to release was going to reach a billion streams and i've talked about this in episode nine once again would i even want to be making music because it's like sure it can be listened to this many times 
but is it really listened to or is it just listened to? Is it heard? That's the interesting part of life. It's the chase. It's the working after your goals. It's the chasing after your dreams. That's what life is all about. It's not necessarily about just achieving things all the time, if that makes sense. I hope you're understanding what message I'm conveying. And this brings me to, I know, um, one of my followers, what's their name? I'm not sure. I think I screenshotted it so it doesn't show. Um, But listen to this. It's a quote by Henry Ward Beecher. That's what they sent to me. Victories that are cheap are cheap. Those only are worth having, which comes as the result of hard fighting. Cheap victories versus victories that come as a result of hard fighting. Now, I'm pretty sure Sir Beecher was using some sort of war terminology, which um interesting. But anyway, it's that chase. Like Kobe Bryant said, it's the the destination is the journey. And that's weird because it's like, I, okay, I remember I was talking to this person once, this one guy, and it was random. It was a while back. I think it was April of 2021. Don't ask me how I remember this sort of stuff because I couldn't tell you. I feel like I have a really, really good memory because I just remember random bits of conversations with people. But anyway, and so I think he was, we were talking about happiness, whatever. And he was like, I was like, oh, what's your goal? He was like, I just want to be happy. <laughs> I love when people say that. And I'm like, okay, what does happiness look like for you? And then that's when he, he was kind of like, oh, <laughs> that's a very interesting question. How profound, how profound. Never really thought about that. That's because oftentimes we view things such as happiness as a destination, when really it's a journey. It's always, who are you going to end up with? What do you want to end up with instead of who do you want to become? Where do you want to become whoever you want to become? You know what I'm saying? And so another example I can give you, it's quite simple, but it's very accessible to us. It's my podcast, Stories by Vera V. It is one of the best things I've ever done in my lifetime. And I say that with full confidence. I know it's a bold statement to make. We're in episode 11 out of who knows how many, hopefully so many more to come. Um, but I, I had a lot of insecurity surrounding it, especially when I first started. Because I remember, I think the trailer launched um, October 23rd. Because this podcast started, started November 1st. So I've been on it for uh, almost two months now. That's crazy. And so I'll just share this. I don't usually share numbers or whatever because that's not important. But that just comes to, this highlights having expectations or why I shouldn't have expectations. So I won't be disappointed. So I released the trailer for this podcast on October 23rd. And just numbers wise for context, I think on Instagram I've... I've had around 70,000 individuals following me for quite some time. So I don't know why, but I had some sort of expectation that, not that it would blow up necessarily, but that a lot of people would listen to it. And I remember October 30th, right? Or maybe it was 31st. It was somewhere around Halloween. I think 30th. I had a breakdown because it's been a week since my trailer has been released and it's been listened to 500 times, which first of all, I'm going to call myself out. You ungrateful little brat. What was that behavior? get yourself online. What is this? What is this? 500 people listen to it, which is insanity. Absolutely profound, Hermione Granger. I'm kidding. 500 people. That's a bit. Imagine them in a room, Vera. Why are you ungrateful? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I truly am at this point of life. I've grown, I've matured um, two months later. I'm grateful for absolutely everybody. But for me back then it was a shock 
because I remember even asking my sister like oh guess how many people listen to my trailer and she was like 50,000 I was like no 500 and it was a shock to the system almost I couldn't believe it that I quoting myself now this little people listen to my podcast obviously a moment for growth I would I don't speak like this now because it's like what was going through my head at the time but whatever that's part of me that was who I am I forgive and I learned something from it you know but anyway so that was the thing that happened and I stuck with it I stuck it out I stuck with it I planted that seed and I continued to work on it I release episodes two times a week now Mondays at 9 a.m pacific time Thursdays at 9 a.m pacific time that's hard that's hard work if you ever had a podcast you know what I'm talking about if you haven't start one see how it goes and with everything else I'm doing it's hard work but I love it so much. It just genuinely brings me such joy because I feel like this is a space for hardworking individuals working on becoming whoever it is that they want to become to come together. Essentially, it's you and I and the guests. How wonderful are the guests? I love them so much, each and every one, because it just, I feel so inspired. I don't know. I feel like my eyes light up when I talk about the podcast. The point is, I've been wanting to quit it when I, when I had just first started. And that sort of expectation, especially in the beginning, I feel like it's very common. I was reading this book, The Inner Game of Music by, I'm not sure the names of the authors, but if you search up The Inner Game of Music, you're going to find them. This book, it's very interesting, very thoughtful, very insightful. I have a book review on my Instagram. I gave it, a I think, a 9 out of 10 or 8 out of 10. Very good, obviously. So I was talking about how the adult beginners, they have most expectations with themselves to progress with instruments when they first start. Because they're starting, let's say, guitar, and they listen to Jimi Hendrix play with his teeth. And they're like, why can't I play like that? I've been playing for two months now, you know? Whereas children, typically, when placed in the right environment, they view it more as play. So it's easier for them to progress because they're not thinking about progress as much. And for me, the mindset that I have now with this podcast, I've shared it in my um, most recent, I think, YouTube vlog. If you look, go on my channel, you're going to see it. Is I don't check statistics. I do from time to time out of curiosity, but that's all it is. It's curiosity. I don't have expectations to hit a certain number because at the end of the day, there are people that are listening to me and are really hearing what I'm saying. That's all that matters. If that's one person, gosh, that is so special. If you're listening to the podcast episode right now and you're really hearing what I'm saying, that's it. That's the dream. You know what I'm saying? That's the dream. That's the dream. Because I know that you're really hearing me. And so I'm just, the point is, I planted the seed of a podcast and I don't know why, but I had these crazy expectations when I just haven't even started plowing through the ground. Now, if you're into farming, um, sorry, I'm not. <laughs> so I don't really know the process for that sort of thing. I don't know if you plant first or plow first, but point is, I just started and I just expected such great things, but that's not, that's not it you know it's work it's this is a quote from atomic habits by james clear breakthroughs are a result of a lot of repeated steps this is actually more of a paraphrase rather than a quote um (laughs) sorry but that's that's really it i'll repeat breakthroughs are a result of many previous completed steps many and many and many and many So I think with a lot of things in our current society, how they're perceived is it's almost an overnight success. You know, it's like, I'll give an example for me. Say I record my first song and it goes absolutely viral, which is once again, it's not the goal. 
potatoes. And there are people who don't know me that are going to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, she just wrote the song and it went absolutely wild. But they haven't seen me at 10 p.m. with my eyes red, half closed, playing the piano, borderline crying from how tired I am. They haven't seen me staying up right now with a questionable voice and questionable health of throat at, what time is it now, 9.39 p.m., recording this podcast episode because I release them twice a week. They haven't seen me waking up early and spending the first three hours of my phone creating stories and editing videos for my Instagram page. They view me and they're like, oh, success. That's all it is. But it goes so much deeper than that because that's where it is. And sticking with it, you're really allowing yourself to enjoy the process of things. And that's what matters. You've planted the seeds. Now let them grow. Have that patience to let them grow. It's not going to happen overnight. That's actually good. And that goes brings me back to this video I was watching earlier today. So many references. I don't know. I feel like I've, I just consume a lot of things that are beneficial to me. Or I find a lot of benefit in them. <laughs> I guess it goes both ways. I was watching this uh, critique. <laughs> don't ask me why I watch those sort of videos. I don't exactly like them, but I still do it for some reason. Um, I, I just find them entertaining. But it's by this guy. I don't remember his name. But he was critiquing the Demelia show. I watched it on Hulu myself. So I was just, I guess, curious to hear his opinion and see if it could potentially expand mine. Um, it kind of did. And he was talking about how the problem with overnight success is that those people, like if you take Charlie and, uh, what's her name, uh, Dixie D'Amelio, just as an example, <laughs> this is so random, but I feel like everybody knows them. So they're given such resources, what it seems like overnight, and then they don't know what to do with them. Because if you take, for example, um, Taylor Swift, that's who I can think of. I've watched, watched her documentary, Miss Americana, I think two times. I respect her as an artist, um, but I don't particularly like her music. I don't like the way she writes songs. No hate, no shade. I really respect her because I think she's, I love what she's built for herself, what she's created, the sort of platform and voice of a, I don't want to say it, but really the voice of a generation almost because everybody's listening to her. And I think that's so cool. But anyway, I was watching her movie and she, by age 13 or 11 or something, she had written 150 songs, you know? So when her, her first single, Tim McGraw, sorry, Tim McGraw um, sold out, I think. I mean, I don't know how a song could sell out, but it did really well. It was a result of all the other songs that she has written. Did you know that she won a poetry contest in fifth grade? Super random, but I know that. It didn't just happen overnight. And I think that's when things are truly most valued. Because once again, thinking back to my own journey, I don't know how I would feel if everything I did were to perform exceptionally well right off the bat. I feel like I wouldn't learn as much. So especially with social media, when it grows gradually, first of all, you're growing with your audience and they really know you. Because I know for a fact right now, I don't know who's listening to this, but if you are, chances are you have an idea of who I am. And chances are you like what I what kind of content I produce, unless this was recommended to you. And if it was, well, I, you're still listening. So I think that must be, that must mean something, you know? So when it's gradual like that, you really build a relationship with your audience. And I feel like when I was a little bit younger and naive, and by that I mean two months ago or three months ago, I didn't appreciate that as much. Because sharing something quite personal, if we're talking about numbers again, ugh, math, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hit, I think, so for my social media growth journey for Instagram, let's just start off. 
I know I reached 10,000 individuals following me in April of 2021. Wild. Beginning of April. I didn't, I remember I was at tennis practice and I was like, what? <laughs> Not that I didn't make literally a thousand reels before that, that I put a lot of effort into, but I was like, what? That is crazy. 10,000 people liking my stuff. Anyway, child. Anyway. And then I think during the summer I got to 60,000 people. I think it was my biggest time period of growth. It went from like 20 or 35,000 to 68,000 people. Picture them in a room. You can't because they won't fit. You have to rent out an arena for that. For the biggest concert in the history of concerts, like guys, I respect you, but I don't know how many of you are going to come <laughs> because I don't know if you're all going to fit. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I've kind of, well, as soon as school started, um, September, early September, I began hitting a plateau what I felt like a plateau. And I'll explain. So my follower count, that's not something I particularly look at because if my goal was to hit two mil, I think I would have done that by now. But for me, it's about sharing vulnerable art rather than trying to go viral. Obviously, it feels great when your art is perceived, but my goal is for it to be heard. To be heard. And you're hearing me, so goal accomplished. What can I say? Um, so that's one of my follower count. It just stayed stable. And thing is, I've heard a lot of people talk about this, but people begin, begin associating and linking themselves to their follower count and making their worth depend on it. Now, I never did that, but it's something I noticed and something that upset me because as a little, sorry, ungrateful brat, I was, <laughs> I've forgiven myself for that, but, um, you know, I'll just imply a little self-criticism here. I was used to crazy growth <laughs> because how do you go from 35,000 to 68,000? And mind you, my audience, our community, it's so loyal. It's honestly, I've never, and I'm not trying to like be like, I've never seen anybody like you guys. You guys are truly special. But I mean that you are truly special. I've never encountered another community being as close, as connected as we all are. Because we share values, man. Values. Mostly it's like interests. How many friends can you think of that you have? And this is, you know, no shade or anything, but how many friends do you have that you share values with? For me, it's just my family because the friends I have, it's mostly based on interests and that's fine, but it's a different sort of friendship. And for us as a community, we're united by values. That's how you know our bond is strong. But anyway, so I went from 35,000 to 68,000 individuals. So I was used to this sort of exponential growth. Absolutely crazy because how it works on Instagram per se is that lately, you know how many people follow me every month? Like 20,000. But the amount that follows me is a little bit lower than that. So it, it goes like this. Like if you're watching this in video, video cast to YouTube channel, it's like this now. And so I thought that I had a plateau and I was feeling pretty sad about it. I'm not going to lie. I was processing it and I was like, oh my goodness, it's a plateau. Like I'm not growing as much. What do I do? What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. I wasn't trying to make wild content still. <laughs> I didn't really resort to that. But I was just thinking about it being a plateau and how it saddened me. But thing is, with a so-called plateau, I am blessed with having a platform of over 30, 73, and 300,000 individuals. That's quite a bit. And I know that the relationship we have is so strong. And my goal with social media, that's what it really comes down to, going back to your original goals and not getting ahead of yourself, was to build a platform for my music. And I've done that. Check. That was my biggest goal and for the past, for the next three years. And I've done that already. Check. So with that, 
I just want to say that a lot of it, a lot of the process of reaching your goals and building habits and whatnot. And by the way, for building habits, if you're still listening, I think a great thing that's personally helped me for building strong habits that support you and allow you to be successful. Because thing is, successful people are those with successful habits. That's what it comes down to. And breaking the ones that no longer serve you. One thing is really great is the workbook I've created and it's linked in my Instagram in the bio and it's also linked to this podcast in the description. It is your ultimate habits workbook and you can purchase it on www.growingtogether.store. I repeat, your ultimate habits workbook, www.growingtogether.store. And it's really great because it's meant to span over just a week. I think it's meant to span over two weeks. I mean, it really depends on how fast you take it or how slow, really depending on you. But it implements the strategies and it discusses them and allows you to implement them into your daily life of building successful habits and breaking bad ones. Now, where was my original point? I'm not quite sure. But point is, it's just the foundation of things. You know, we may result, we may expect results to come too fast, but all in any sort of breakthrough is a result of many previous actions. So my message to you is, final note, stick with it. You know, it may be hard. You may feel like you just can't do it any longer. Take a rest, but don't quit. Don't. Stick with it. Just do it. What are you going to lose? Consistency above all. So for the first song that I'm releasing, I have so many feelings about it and emotions and I'm working through so many of my mental challenges with it, but I'm sticking with it anyway. Because at the end of the day, I'm proving to myself that I can. There are people that say that I can't, whatever, good for them. You have you know, the power to believe whatever you want. But I'm showing myself and allowing myself to see that I can, in fact, do it. I'm proving myself right at the end of the day. So you've planted the seeds, let them grow, stick with it. Okay, my voice is done.